So in a previous episode, I mentioned that I was learning in a book about trading, whether that's stocks, options, futures, whatever kind of, um, I guess, asset trading. In that book, the author said that one of the things that he recognized that successful trader has, that a successful trader has, is they have good trading habits. Meaning they have a strategy and they follow it to a T. So maybe they're in a position where they can make even more money. They say, nope, that's not the strategy. I'm sticking to it. This is the practice that I've developed and I'm going to do that because that's what has put me in a position to win more times than not. And so... Thank you, phone. And so... That's why the, the the title of this episode has to do with what it has to do with. In that happiness, and I would kind of push that further to say even joy, is something that you can learn and something that you can actually start to enforce in your life. And I have something to kind of just read here where where we've been kind of going along this thing. And I started off kind of unstructured and I thought maybe I'd go that direction. But this book, I think, that is is so interesting. I think you should definitely take a look if you can. Um, it's called, it's uh, written by a guy called Maxwell Maltz. It's called Cyber Psychonetics. Cyber psychonetics there we go and so happiness isn't something that's earned or deserved it's not a moral issue anymore than the circulation of blood is a moral issue happiness is simply a state of mind in which our thinking is pleasant a good share of the time if you wait until you deserve to think pleasant thoughts, you're likely to think unpleasant thoughts concerning your own unworthiness. And Maxwell is saying this um, because he was a plastic surgeon. And what he would notice was that people's self-image changed when they got some of these plastic surgeries done. And I think that was a really interesting observation from him at the time because it really still applies to us today where we think and we truly believe that for our internal factors to change, we have to acquire something from the external world. So maybe some body part has to change or we have to have some physical thing like a car or a house or a bigger house or a nicer car for us to be happy. Um, a lot of people are, are living today thinking that happiness is out of reach because of some thing that they can't have where, you know, because of the magic of the internet, we can find people in all sorts of situations all around the world who are able to live quite fulfilling lives without having some of the niceties of the Western world. And so 
I think when it comes to being happy, we understand that you know unhappy people, um, and 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 a long term feeling of of unhappiness can really take its toll on the body, and for some people it can even lead to criminal behavior. Um, but on the other end, I have to learn that like happiness is a learned behavior and it's learned thoughts and it has to be practiced in the present moment and not be kind of put off into some realm or some box where you say okay well it's not until this problem is solved or this event happens that's when I'm going to be happy it's something that we can learn to invite into our lives because when us as creatives when we feel like we're coming from a place of joy and playfulness and curiosity we end up creating much better work we end up um, fulfilling those desires and approaching those projects that we want to finish with a lot more interest So part of being happy involves separating facts from opinions. So, so for instance, say you lose your savings in the stock market. That's a fact. And, you know, being embarrassed by that and destroyed by it is an opinion. Um, and it's one that you actually choose to accept. Actually, many things are seen as impossible are actually opinions and not facts. You know, there was one point in time when it they said it was impossible uh, to run a mile. I think it was in less than five minutes. Um, I think it was in less than five minutes or in less than four minutes. But it, it was thought that the human body could not run that fast. And it wasn't until someone actually beat that sort of impossibility. All of a sudden, people were running the mile uh, much faster than that. All it took was one person to show that it wasn't an impossibility and then like the floodgates opened and all of a sudden everybody was doing it. Because when we see something is possible or when we truly believe something is possible, either through our own belief or we see some sort of proof of that, something happens to our subconscious. That sort of aligns all of the things that we need to get that thing done. And so that's why we have to try to work towards goals and set goals that are easy and attainable and goals that we can constantly achieve. Again, it's about like the small wins, the small wins, the small wins. It's so easy to want to go from never having jogged as an exercise before to wanting to you know jog miles upon miles upon miles and you've never like walked around your block before you know it's so easy to think oh well you know I've never written a book before so I'm just gonna write a book instead of just focusing on the first page or just the, what the contents might be or maybe some of the characters or the basic um, storyline of it and so this is coming into why happiness is something that you do. Happiness is an action word. It's a thing that is... Um, it's, an, it's an active, repetitive thing. 
it's not like this destination. It's, it's actually a journey that you participate in. And happiness and growth, meaning the action that you take, the happiness that it brings, and the growth that you get from that, all they all go hand in hand. I mean, even Tony Robbins says, fulfillment comes from growth. That's not the, you know, the... Um, perfect saying it's not word for word but he says if you're not feeling a sense of growth in your life you're not going to feel any sort of fulfillment or joy or happiness that growth is going to make you feel all those things and so that's why you find multiple small areas in your life or in your craft or in your work where you can grow and get better and you can see that and that's going to give you even more fuel to create more awesome stuff. So a lot of things that creative people struggle with is negative thoughts and negativity and you know just feeling insecure about themselves and insecure about their work. And from everything that I've been saying, it's it the answer to that is how can I grow in some areas that I feel the most insecure in? And that can be in your craft. Like maybe you're thinking there's certain aspects of my work that I know I'm not very strong at. Imagine what it would feel like to start growing in that area and to start improving and to start leveling up, so to speak. And it's the same thing when it comes to your personal life and your personal life and your creative life is very, 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 very interlinked. As a matter of fact, they're almost one in the same because your body and your mind and how you feel about how, you know, what you do and how you do it is directly linked to the stuff that you create. Like imagine how much easier it would be to create from a sense of deep joy from having a track wet record of wins and successes and just a mind filled with um, with opportunity and gratitude and joy like from that standpoint I'm sure you can think there's probably nothing you can't do but then when you flip that side and you feel stressed and burnt out and you have a track record of losses and failures I'm sure it can feel like there's just nothing that like almost everything is in your way and it's very it's going to be very easy to fail. And so this is why getting on that path of happiness and joy and contentment is a choice where you can be aware of when these thoughts are coming up. And actually choose to think more pleasant, more opportunistically, more, not in, in the terms of more positive. Because there's sort of a negative connotation now to just think positive. It's like, oh my god, like, you know, like everybody's tired of that phrase now. Like, just think positively. And there's a reason why. It's because plainly just thinking positively doesn't do anything. Um, and it feels as if you're kind of lying to yourself in a way. But when you choose to 
think more opportunistically, meaning how can I or what small way can I improve this situation? You know, if your room is dirty, in what small way can I make it more clean? You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. You know, a little bit can be done every day. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong when it comes to getting on to more healthy and successful habits is they think it has to happen overnight or very quickly. Um, it's like losing weight. Like you don't have to lose 50 pounds tomorrow. You can lose one pound and then the other. And you just do that 50 times. And it's not going to stress you out and it's not going to make you feel like a failure because you're going to see that graph going up. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like try to try to have that kind of thought, try to have those kind of action in your in your life, because that's definitely some of the things that's going to set you right. Like, can what how can you start thinking about getting more of a sense of direction in a problem area. Like if you've been stuck and confused or you've been circling around a problem, you know, what kind of decision can you make that would give you a sense of direction? Um, how can you start to understand it? Is there a question that you haven't asked before? Is there someone that you could go to for advice? that can give you a second set of eyes? Um, is there a way that you could even introduce some courage into that situation? Like, are you self-aware enough to tell yourself that you have not been courageous enough and that you have been timid and that you have been kind of been trying to solve a big issue with small tools? You know, if you're building a skyscraper, there's only so far you're going to get with, like, screwdriver you know like you need big tools you need the big boys to come in you know it's like if you're dealing with al-qaeda you can't just send like a you know a regular old dude with a pistol you know you need a, a you need a team of like the best of the best you know um is there a way that you can start to elevate your self-esteem and this is coming from the deepest part of you like is there something that you could do that if you were to start working on would elevate you from a core perspective. Um, the easiest way that's been documented by just a crazy amount of research is starting to exercise. Even the smallest application of exercise in your life um, has been shown to start... And this is consistently, you know, like you can't just do five push-ups today and you know just never do it again um but some sort of even a small consistent application of exercise has been shown to increase people's confidence and self-esteem and that just trickles over into every single area of their life they start making more money they are healthier their relationships improve um it's it, there's just so 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 much to, to say when it comes to exercise and then once you start getting used to that I mean you start building on top of it and is there a way 
And it's the last point. Is there a way that you can start to have self-acceptance? Meaning, is, is there a, a place in your life now that you're being too hard on yourself? Where you're thinking, I need to do better. Or, I'm not perfect enough in this thing. Or, I'm always getting this wrong. Like, Are there areas that you can start to say, maybe I'm being too hard on myself. This is something that I want to change, but I'm having difficulty even with my best efforts. Is there a small way that I know I can get to this, the root of this issue? Like if you want a six pack and you've been trying to diet and exercise for years, whatever you've been doing isn't working. And so the next best step is the tried and true, lower the standard, lower the bar, and try again. And if you're not hitting your mark there, lower the bar, lower the standard, and try again. And you do that until you start to hit that consistently. And then you start to raise the bar, and you raise the standard just a little bit, until you can hit that consistently. So I hope this episode was helpful we talked about like a lot of stuff about happiness and success and some things and how to get a sense of direction understanding courage how to build up your self-esteem and have some more self-acceptance in your life spoke about happiness being an action word and joy being an action word not sort of a destination we're not tying our joy into sort of a a a future event like if you were to finally publish a book you're going to be happy or if your film gets out there that's when you're finally going to be happy it's never the thing that's going to make you happy but it's finding the joy in that journey that's going to start to fulfill you it's starting to grow who you are and the happiness and the joy is going to come from the growth it's going to come from the action word of doing those things consistently that's where you're going to find the true area of high performance. Guys, it's been Richie. You're listening to the High Performance Artist Podcast. Talk to you real soon.